0: plushcare.com slash weight loss hello hey Martha hi where are you and and what do your immediate surroundings look like
1: well I am in Montreal and uh, my little house which is actually was two apartments that I converted into one and I'm upstairs on the landing, and it's it's very messy. When I look around, what I see is sort of the hopes and dreams of many projects that are not yet finished.
0: What is the most abnormal thing that you've done lately?
1: (sighs) The most abnormal thing that I've done lately? What a good question listening to a lot of old cassettes, so that's definitely a a part of it. And then also some of the activities that I'm doing with my kids have ended up being really normal, but abnormal for me. So I've taken up playing cards a lot, again, Crazy Eights, and doing papier-mâché. That's become my life.
0: What's the most selfish thing you've done or, or, or thought about during this?
1: Um, I've become more human or animal like than than usual and, than before and because there's I don't have uh, my kids I only have them half the time you know so when I don't have them I'm I'm staying in bed until <laughs> until eleven you know I am not getting back to people you know I am not checking my email a lot of the time you know. I am sort of checking out, and I think also some of the most selfish things that I've been doing is playing some of these live streams, whether it's balcony sessions or doing the sessions at Ursa downstairs. A lot of that is also and helps to, to not be, you know, totally forgotten.
0: I guess it could also—I don't know—it just must be so stressful now. Will people ever come to shows again? Can you ever get together with people to play music again? So, like, all those swirling anxieties about the future of performance itself, to be able to reach an audience, to be able to collaborate with other musicians must just kind of, I don't know, does that do something to those worries? Does Is that helpful?
1: It does. It helps. It's interesting because I've always been... Um Somebody that has sort of pushed back from technology a lot. And so it kind of makes me sad that the only way to connect is through it. But at the same time, it's sort of the, the, what, what we're doing with it is sort of, um, surmounting it, you know, which was sort of the point. You know what I mean?
0: It's just so fucking crazy. Like it's, uh, like what is a more essential thing than, than people just getting together to listen to music? To, like you just figure that's never going to go away. It's right. always been here. Recorded music is just a blip. Technology is just like happened yesterday. You'll be able to work forever if people like listening to you play music. You, you, you'd think, and and yet now it's like we got to worry about that.
1: Yeah, and I, and I don't think we realize it yet because I think, and I only think it's going to get harder because right now, because uh, we're what are we? You know, two months or so into this, you know, soon maybe it's going to start really setting, setting in the vacuum. Yeah. Of you know kids not seeing other kids and people not being able to see people that they love and, you know, never, you know, going on a show again or never playing a show again for a long time. And, you know, so it's like it's still early days, so we're just sort of still dealing with the shock of it. But then when you sort of sit quietly, which a lot of this time has been about too, which has been amazing, you know, this is like the other side of this time is that, you know, we're doing less, which is really great, you know, but it's also, um, in the silence, you know, you then, you know, you start to wonder how is this going to, um, how are we going to find each other again? You know,
0: what is something that gave you pleasure today?
1: Having this time with my kids, because I didn't, I don't get to see them all the time because we because I share custody with their dad which is you know it's always hard it's hard for them it's hard for it's hard for us certainly but the when I do have them then I get to have them the the whole time <laughs> you know the whole day you know and and I think also it's sort of at this point it's the beginning of sort of okay we're not in lockdown you know we're trying to follow the rules but you know I'm like well we're going to have to you know, I have these cousins or I have these friends over here who have two children and are we going to open up our cluster? And I think a lot of people are thinking about that and thinking about it seriously and then wanting to do it safely, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, what are we going to do this summer? Because I think we realize we can't just be in the city also. We're not going to have pools open. I'm going to take the kids to the park and tell them not to touch anybody. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have to adjust and find what, what's going to be comfortable, you know, and it doesn't take that much to to make them happy, you know, to make the kids happier, to teach them something. It's small things, you know. They don't have to go to Disney World, but being able to maybe have one friend that they can play with is going to be really valuable.
0: Yeah. I feel that way too, like bargaining with, like, I don't need much. Just, like, let me just hang out with, like, let me a few friends.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Last question. Mm. What is something that you think might never be the same after this?
1: Trust is going to be diminished. There might be an underlying concern that more things are a danger to you, whether it's, they could be another coronavirus or it could be another, you know, another um, pandemic, which we've been warned about for a long time. You know, and I think that, that there's always there's going to be a little kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of generations mm-hmm. have had to live with that. Maybe it's people who have lived through a war, you know, and they kind of know, oh, no, I got to, you know, I remember my grandmother, you know, she, she wouldn't finish anything on her, anything on her plate, you know, she would put it back in the fridge if it was like a tiny piece of carrot, you know. And you're like, this is, comes from having been through another reality, you know, and I think we're going to have that. And interestingly enough, most generations probably have had that kind of grating worry, you know, and uncertainty, and this is probably going to be ours
0: yeah, maybe we're the weird ones, you know. Like we've just had it so comfortable. We don't know what it is to be without, or or that feeling that things could be take, taken away from us at any point.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard because I I'm really the opposite of like a hypochondriac, and I'm really the opposite of a narc, and I'm really the like I'm really like I'm not like at all a germaphobe, and I'm always like I don't want to live my life like that you know so it's like oh great shit now i have to be that person i don't want to be (laughs) (laughs) hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq
0: He seems calm, collected, and as it happens, drop-dead gorgeous. But looks can be deceiving, and no one is ready for the death, destruction, and chaos that lie ahead. Step inside the reign of one of the Middle Ages' most cold-blooded rulers on This Is History Presents The Iron King,
1: available wherever you get your podcasts.